This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 4 Chapter 4 The Teacher as Student The best teachers are not PhDs. Too many PhDs see themselves as finished products with no need to grow. In my own student days at the University of California at Berkeley, it was the rare faculty member who continued his studies after becoming a full professor. Many of the older men used lectures first prepared about the time of World War I, told old and dated jokes, and were only vaguely familiar with the most recent research in their field. They had ceased to be students and were therefore irrelevant. It can be objected that the university or college professor needs to grow, whereas a grade school teacher does not. What need is there for a first or second grade teacher to, quote, keep up, end quote, with things and grow as a student? Learning involves, among other things, discipline, a desire to learn, and communication. We cannot give others a desire to learn if we do not have it. Most good teachers enjoy studying. A teacher can teach pupils how to read, but a love of reading comes in part from a teacher who shares it. As one who has always enjoyed history, I can recall the great variations in my teachers from grade school to the university in the teaching thereof. With some it was, quote, deadly dull, end quote. With others it was an exciting unfolding of meaning. Moreover, the greater our command of a subject, normally the greater is our interest in it. At the annual banquet of a medieval society, I was amazed to find that the three doctors' wives at my table knew more about sports than most men by far. They could cite statistics, recall plays, and give backgrounds almost like professional reporters. All had been originally bored by sports. On marrying doctors who had many evening emergencies, they turned to television, gradually became interested in sports, and soon became remarkably well-versed in several sports. As their knowledge grew, their interests grew. Similarly, these three women had a very extensive knowledge in their husbands' areas of specialisation in medicine and were interested in new ideas in their fields. The teacher who does not grow in his knowledge of his subject, in methodology and content, is a very limited teacher, and his pupils are, quote, underprivileged, end quote, learners. Learning is, in part, a discipline. An undisciplined teacher is a poor learner and a poor teacher, usually. What are the marks of an undisciplined person? The undisciplined person, whether a teacher, pastor, housewife or businessman, has, first, a growing backlog of work which never gets done. True, many of us who have work thrust upon us which is beyond our capacity to do in the time allotted to us, but with the undisciplined person, necessary tasks remain undone. Second, the undisciplined person finds his duties an unpleasant task because he is increasingly beset with a nagging sense of guilt because of all the unfinished duties. This sense of guilt leads to anxiety. It also pollutes one's rest, so that a vacation can be taken, but rest still escapes him. Life is thus clouded and peace lost because of unfinished tasks. Third, an undisciplined person finds it difficult to get started with a task. The time is not right, or is too short, or he is too tired, and the work is postponed. If started, all kinds of little interruptions are engineered, 
sharpening pencils, getting a glass of water and so on, supposedly to make work easier, but actually to kill time and postpone work. Thus, papers are not graded until the last minute, necessary reading is postponed, and so on and on. How can we avoid this kind of problem? Or better, how do we create it? Our problem is this. The work we least like to do, we postpone until last, and then, being tired, we have all kinds of, quote, good, end quote, excuses for not doing it. The key to a work discipline is to do all those things we least like to do or dislike doing first. We do them then with a fresher mind. Having done them, we free ourselves to do those things we enjoy doing. Instead of working with a nagging sense of guilt, we work with a happy freedom. Moreover, we work with greater efficiency, effectiveness and a clearer mind. Another question in need of discussion is communication. In all teaching, we communicate with our pupils. One of the dangers in being a teacher or a preacher is that we are always talking. Talking can be a bar to learning and communication, or the most important means thereof. We can fill our speech with all kinds of extraneous data and lose the point. Some preachers talk on and on and never make a point. Others try to make their point with so many proof tests and arguments that you finally forget what it was they were trying to prove. Our teaching must be well organised and systematic. If we ourselves are not prone to being orderly in our thinking, our teaching will not be so. Thus, the superior teacher is always disciplining himself in order to pass on disciplined learning to his pupils. The teacher as student is, above all else, a student of God's word. To be a student means to advance and grow. A pastor whose children have all turned out badly has always had morning and evening Bible reading at the table. He thus reads scripture constantly, at the table, at his study and in meetings. However, he has no more insight into the meaning of any text in his preaching today than he had 25 years ago. He says the same things now that he said then, and without any growth in his knowledge of Scripture. In brief, he reads as a ritual and without understanding. We must also add that he reads without the Holy Spirit, for we are plainly told by our Lord that the Holy Spirit, above all else, is our teacher. Quote, the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, end quote, John fourteen twenty six. We are also told that the Holy Spirit is the foundation of all true learning, quote, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things, end quote, 1 John two twenty. Some of the other texts which speak of the Holy Spirit as teacher are here, quote, how be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall speak not of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. End quote. John sixteen thirteen. Quote, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you in all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. End quote. First John two twenty seven. Quote, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. End quote. 1 John 4, 6. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of, quote, all truth. Only those who by the Spirit know Christ as Lord of their salvation can know him 
as the creator and the Lord of all arts, sciences and learning. Our growth in teaching requires our growth through and under the teaching of the Holy Spirit. We must become good learners as a step towards being good teachers. Our profession is a very great one in Scripture. Our Lord was a teacher and the Holy Spirit is our continuing teacher. We cannot treat our calling lightly nor grieve the Spirit by abusing our calling. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.